Old Jewish Men presents Big Talk with Jason Diamond. But, uh, we're going to talk about like uh, picking seats before going, $6 <laughs> for a box of candy versus bringing yours in. The morality of bringing stuff in. Yeah. Morality of bringing stuff in. and Is it, is it stealing? I think that's a good. I think I don't like, think so. No, I think because that's good because you know what the holiday season. We should lead it with that because the holiday season, you know, people go to see the movies a lot. I would tell you. I remember reading well, a story. Well, well, are we starting with this right now? Or are we going? Well, should we do the intro? Do you want me to do the intro? Yeah, do the intro. Do the intro. Let me know when. Hello, everybody. Am I on? This is Jason Diamond, and you are listening to the fourth installment of Big Talk with Jason Diamond. And with me, as always, are my buddies Dave and Noah. Yo. Uh, how are we doing, I'm here. guys? Yeah, we're here. You're here? We're here. Let me look in the mirror and make sure it's me. Yeah. It's you me. You recognize yourself? Yep, days? it's me. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking great. Yeah, everybody's looking great. Everybody's... Dave, still looking t- Dave still looks tan. You do. You have a little color. Yeah. So it's Sephardic because you're Sephardic. Because we're Sephardic. Yeah. That's true. We you have... got it. And he lives by the beach. It's, it's from the sand. The you know, it's from, for three from months. The yeah. It's from it the desert. Yeah. I get. I get a little. I get a little tan. Well, I, I can tan well. I think it's because my family was by the Black Sea. I think. I don't know. I like to imagine. <laughs> In where? What country? Romania, Romania. Russia. I don't know. It's from somewhere. They're from. I also have some like Turkish. And my grandfather was born in Turkey. Yeah, I've got a little. They, my family came down. I think <clears throat> like they did the whole spice trade route or whatever. From, I don't know. There's a whole. We did my 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 dad did the 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 test, the DNA test, and surprise, it's all Jewish. But then it was like thirteen percent Asian. But it was like you know Asia, the Asia part, like Turkey is technically in Asia, I think, or Iran is technically in Asia. It's considered on the Asian continent. I forget well, how it works, but Istanbul is the only city on two continents. Yes, they talk about it's, it. It's Asia and Europe. Asia and Europe. Yeah, and I, you, would you Istanbul. say that Turkey is the most hated country universally in the region? <laughs> I don't know. In some ways, everyone Why would kind you of hate hates Turkey. I think the Turkey, line forms to the right. They used to say. They used to say. There's a quote. This is. It's a, a general used to say. Um, Kill a Turk a day. What? It's, yeah. Have you heard that? No. There's World War One. Oh well, World uh, War One. It was yeah. a different. We had, I think, our racist priorities were in different places back then. I, you know, people. I mean, yeah. I mean, Turkey Greeks, only Greeks became its own country it, in 1923. Yeah, I don't know. I think if you go back to like old the, empire stuff, I guess. Yeah, the Ottomans. Yeah, yeah the, the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you go back to the early 20th century and you ask people who they hated, it would be a really dark. Well, it's like, the, but but the Turkey can't get. You know, they can't get in the EU. Yeah. Still, they could get in the EU. They just. No, don't they wanna, desperately want to get in the U.S. Well, well the EU you, doesn't want them. Yeah. For but but they if they were willing to change certain policies and how they act, leader. they could get Let me in. Tell you though, Turkish food, my favorite. I love Turkish food. <laughs> well, speak of a speak about a guy that looks like a Turk. Maybe Ephraim Abraham <laughs> looks like a Turk. Looks like a Jew. Yeah. Looks like an Italian. So, we've been watching the new season of White Lotus, like almost everybody, and uh, I mean, right from the get go. F. Murray Abram just kind of shows up and starts farting. <laughs> and it's incredible. The man is a, a, an all-time great, and he just shows up and just starts farting on screen in the first episode. And um, we've been talking about him a lot. Like So, Dave, you mentioned you know he played, he played Meyer Lansky in one movie, in Mobsters, 
And then I looked in up. In Mobsters, he was Arnold Rothstein. Oh, 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 Rothstein. Sorry, sorry. The guy that you know, fixed yeah, fixer, the yeah, yeah, yeah. World sorry. Series. My or bad. didn't fix the World Series. Or didn't or did. <laughs> right. And that, was and that, that, that uh, Scott Fitzgerald based uh, his, uh, his Jewish mobster in Great Gatsby off of. Yes. Um, and Lansky then, or Rothstein? Uh, Rothstein. Rothstein was Rothstein. the was the ga- was the the gambler the yeah. gambler he was the De Niro. okay he was the one who the fixed casino. yeah right, no right. no no that's that's Ace Rothstein I know no I know but he's based on AR no. on, on a Rothstein no. no 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 that's another guy there's a real really that's lo- yeah nope there's another guy from Chicago who it is Rothstein right it's um I forget I gotta look it up but he had his it, that's all based off of a, a real guy who I operated. thought that Arnold Rothstein was kind of the first. He was in the early mobster guy, though, that kind of brought uh, casino gaming, like, un- like dice, to the mainstream. Well, he maybe brought, he he took that stuff off the street and put it in the casino. Well, maybe, but casino is about the birth of the casino and the rise of the casino. But that's what I'm saying is that he basically took games on the street. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, but the guy that it's I'm looking it up really quick because I always forget this. But the guy that uh, he is based off of is. So Sam Ace Rothstein, why can't I find this? I don't know. It's 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 there. It's fine. It's we'll figure it out in a sec. Oh, it's Frank Rosenthal. Oh, okay. A Chicago mobster. Uh, I know a little bit about this from my family. I've heard a lot about this, and I should read the book. But um, Rosenthal, who was once called the greatest, I, I hate being a podcast that looks up Wikipedia articles, but we got to do it on the fly. The greatest living expert on sports gambling per Sports Illustrated. So, uh, yes. So the Rothsteins. So there's two guys. Yeah, Ace Rothstein, Sam, whatever. There's a lot, there's a lot of guys. Right, right. There's a lot of guys. <laughs> um, but, but, but... Um, a lot of Jews setting lines. Yes. But uh, F. Murray Abraham, who has a name like a Jewish man, who could play, who is Italian and Turkish. His family's from the, his father was from the Ottoman Empire, I believe it said. So Turkish, uh, he's great. Well, Syria, was yeah, Syria. Of. I think he was maybe Syrian. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all time great, right? No, how do you what, guys? What do you think about F. Murray Abraham? Well, he's in my favorite movie. He's What's in that? Amadeus. Yeah, yeah. He's I. He's one of the actors that when you you see him and you go, I know this guy, but you can't get his name. You know, you go, I've seen him in this movie and I've seen him in this movie, and he's always good. And you go, What's his name? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you know what I mean, kind of. Murray. And, and then someone, you, then you read about him after, and go, oh, it's F. Murray Abram, okay. Yeah. I'm not old enough to know what the impact of Amadeus was. What, do you remember? I mean, it won all the awards at that time. Did that make him a huge star? I think he, I mean, he's one of those guys who's all around. He's like a screen guy. He's yeah. a stage guy. I'm pretty sure he might be closing in on an EGOT if he doesn't have one already. Like, anything he's in, he's basically up for award contention. Um, he's one of these guys, I think, that like an Amadeus um, reached his peak in a sense very early, and then does a lot of nice things. Right. Probably because he enjoys doing them, not necessarily expecting to get an award. Well, that's kind of how it works, right? You win, you win the Oscar, and then you're kind of made. Like Adrian Brody just. Yeah. What's he? Yeah. He just farts around, does whatever he wants. He right. just shows up. Right. You know, he'll do the corniest movies. Then he'll show up on Severin or uh, Severin Succession. Um, Succession. Yeah. yeah. All time great yeah. fit with like 80 jackets on. Right. Um, yeah. I think you can kind of do that. But Brody, you know, I, so I was telling Noah and Dave before the pod, 
before we started recording about how I, I recently interviewed Michael Imperioli, his co-star on, on White Lotus, and um, he was telling me they both had COVID at the same time, and Imperioli's hotel room in Italy was right above uh, F. Murray Abraham's, and Imperioli's like, I couldn't even get out of bed, and uh, Abraham is this like 85 year old guy and he's just like practicing voice lessons and just going at it. Like he wow. just doesn't stop. And, um, man's a beast. Yeah. But, but unfortunately, and this did not make the cut in my article. Um, I asked Michael Imperioli, uh, the farts, were they real? Was there somebody like doing the farts? Yeah. Like, did they have like a little button and they were going like, on the... yeah. he's like, no, somebody just, somebody just put those in. Yeah. I'm like, those oh. are post farts. Post farts. Yeah, those are post farts. So that was a little, uh, but that's that's <laughs> acting. That is the craft that he didn't even, there was no fart sound in real life. But uh, Imperioli, is, Imperioli is such a great actor that he could play it off like his dad just ripped one. Yeah, that's true. Incredible. Yeah. That's yeah. the craft, my yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is yeah. what separates us from, uh, from, the, from the big boys. When someone old farts around you, uh, it, you can't you can't look at them disgust. You have to look at them with with un, with an understanding. I look at anybody who farts right. in public with respect. Right. Like I, I I really I really do. I'm like you know what, young old we all fart. Yeah. But, well, just a bit, if yeah. it's audible. I mean, if it's all Dave, you 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 yes, let, happens. You, you, know? you let out some pretty big farts actually. I remember around me and you just did, completely ignored it, which was great. Yeah. What are you yeah. gonna do? What you know. <laughs> Yeah. It's one of these that happens. I, yeah, you know? I don't get why it's so socially you ate the wrong food. Like, you didn't why? eat the wrong food. Yeah. You know, you have it's reason. Fine. I mean, people burp. Yeah. You know, it's like people fart. But when you burp and you say, excuse me, it's like suddenly it's forgiven. It's always forgiven. It's like, oh, you just let out the most disgusting burp, which burps, they can smell as bad as farts. Maybe worse. Maybe worse. Yeah. If you're right, if you're I in the. If Not you're in the line I'm a of fire, fart smelling expert. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know it's coming from your tuchus. But like, you know, you. Uh, oh, guy just threw in a Yiddishism. I can't believe that. Oh no. Oh, I did turn this off. We gotta get turn out of here. Off. We gotta stop this. Turn it off. But um, no. I mean, like, I, I just, I, I think it's. I don't know why. It's just something from like grade school that we're still like, oh, fart. Oh my god. Uh. Like you've shot somebody. Right. It's like you didn't. If you say sorry, it's over. Just like a burp. Should be, anyways. Wow. It's a personal, Do you it's, fart around your wife? It's a perfectly oh, normal Cannot. bodily reaction. Dave, yeah. you fart around your wife? Fart on your wife? Fart, fart around your wife? Oh my god! Not intentionally, right? It's te- I've been tempted, you know, right. but uh, not if intentionally. I, my I, mom taught us if you have to fart, you just walk to the other room. So in the middle of a conversation, it'd be like, "I got it." Excuse me. Yeah, no, I do that too. Right I excuse myself. I, yeah. yeah, but I'll be yeah. I'll be honest. Sometimes I'll be walking, find a quiet street, and I'm just like I peel one off. And I'll look, and there's somebody behind me, and I feel so bad. Like I'm like, I am so sorry. But you see, the trouble is going in the other room. Is you're talking to somebody, particularly a wife, my wife. Right. And if you have to fart, and you want to go, and you say, "Hold on, I'll be back in there." You don't want to listen to me. Why are you leaving? Yeah, exactly. Because you don't like what I'm saying. Right, right, right. So yeah, then yeah, they right. start yelling at you. And then you have to go. Then, then you want to say. Then it becomes a big thing. Right. Then it can making a major aggravation over. A fart. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Exactly. Right. It's like, why saying. do you have to cut it? You know, it's like, can, can you just put up a finger and go, just back up one second. Right. You back <laughs> right. up. Exactly. You do right. the work. Because I'm. Why should I have to do the work? Right. I'm gonna tell you. Hey, you're not gonna like what's about to happen. Trigger warning. I'm farting. 
Uh, so you ended up farting in front of her and getting into an argument. Yeah, yeah right, right. Instead of just either farting way, there's in gonna front be an of argument. her. But, but, yeah, right. You know, but either on the, way. But on the White Lotus, there's a scene at the start of the show, the first episode. Now, by the time this is out, the show's done. The uh, But the season is finished. But at the start... Imperioli plays the son of F. Murray Abraham. By the way, we just alienated everybody who does not like flatulence, which is, you know, obviously a big part of the population. But uh, who imp- likes it? Who do you know that likes it? <laughs> I don't know. It? I don't know. But, I like my own, you know. Yeah. P- Imperioli and his dad, they're talking to this Italian woman. And it's the most awkward conversation because it's like these American tourists, like, oh, my family's originally from Italy, blah, 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 blah. And it's this like beautiful. You know, Italian woman and like F. Murray Abraham is like flirting with her, and then it gets quiet for a second, and he just peels one, and the face, or excuse me, F. Murray, yeah, and then the 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 face Imperioli makes is just classic. So, uh, do you think this is F. Murray Abraham's second greatest role? No, that's the question. Where, <laughs> well, it was episode one was, but but I've seen now two through five, and yeah. he's not. They kind of cut the fart in uh-huh. two through five. So where where would you rank this in your favorite F. Murray Abraham? F. Murray um, Abraham roles. Is it, I mean, as far as uh, the subtlety of the role, it's 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 up there. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, he's no Salieri. No, he's no Salieri. He's no Salieri. Okay. What I you... like, I didn't, I don't watch White Lotus that much, but what I like about him in general is he has a range, a very big range of parts and things he can do on the screen. Yeah. Uh, a lot of actors are good, but they don't have that much range if you know what i mean he you know uh, he can play one thing and then you see him in something else and it's completely the opposite of what he did in movie a versus movie b to me he, and do them both successfully yeah you know not a lot of guys can yeah, do yeah I mean, he's funny in this i mean he's actually funny as salieri he's the peak to me of since he's got the italian thing he's the peak of what i like to call the jewish italian handshake which is something i'd like to talk about more in the in the future but I'm okay with him playing Jewish guys. He played Rothstein, and we looked it up. He also played Al Capone. So he played the most famous Italian mobster, the most famous Jewish mobster. Um, he's played everybody, and it's okay. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he, his last name is Abraham. He's literally, his last name is the Abrahamic religions, you know, all three of us, like right. Jews, Christians, Muslims. He's the... In the in the middle of he's, it with that name, yeah, he's the center of the diagram. He plays whatever he wants. He, he's got the pass. I'll never anything he does. I'm like, you know, what? it's an F. Murray Abraham movie show. Whatever, I, I'll give it a chance because God bless the man. Speaking of farting, I know you guys both. Uh, <laughs> I could do one now. You guys, you, you guys both are uh, dog owners. That's a good segue, by the yeah, way. Yeah, dogs say. fart. My yeah. my dog audibly farted recently. My wife was like, I've never heard him do that. I'm like, he does that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows dogs fart. Yeah, yeah. But, but not my all... snowball doesn't. Yeah, Snowball doesn't. I haven't that in front of me yet. Really? And when he sleeps at night, he sleeps right next to me. And every once in a while, he likes to sleep on the pillow next to me. And his butt is right, you know, like in my face. When I turn over and I keep thinking, one day he's going to fart. I'm going to go, oh, my God, Wait, how old is get snow- out of my bed. How old is Snowball? 13 months. Oh, 13 months. 13. Wow. He's, he's yeah. a my dog is 13 years. No, he's a pup. Yeah. You know, so he jumps on the bed. And I don't have the heart to tell him, this is my bed. You know, you, you sleep over there. Yeah. I can't do that, you know. So, um, so But he lays next to me. You know, he probably does fart. I don't know. 
So, no, you were you brought this up because yeah. you were talking about the possibility of maybe one day getting a dog. Because you don't have a dog. I don't have a dog. You guys have dogs. I don't have a dog. And I was actually shocked when when Dave got a dog. Well, I was I was shocked in the manner that Dave got his dog. What so was the manner? It was his seventieth birthday, and Dave's family sprung this puppy on him. And basically just saying to to somebody, now you got to get up at five, you know, every morning and take this dog out to take a dump, you know. You like that? Is that? Um, we seem to work between me and my wife, mm-hmm. and occasionally the kids come over. You know, we seem to just figure it out one in the morning. You know, yeah. like, Yo, you tired? Yeah, I'll get up. You do it. I'll do it. Uh, you know what I mean? Kind of who's doing it at night? Whoever whoever's around that isn't tired. It hasn't been. Uh, any your wife conflict. will walk him? Yeah, yeah, she you walks him plenty of time. Okay. I walk my yeah, really, mom she will does. never walk I walk my dog, dog 90% of the time. I mean, that's my dad always says, like, it's a I, lifetime of me cleaning up shit. My, it, my wife, yeah, my mom will never do it. If I have to, if I'm out late, like last night I was out to like 8.30, past my dog's walk time, my wife, I, I, I just, I was like, did you walk Max? And she did. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. I do not want to go back outside. But it was, you know, it's not... It's not like always a guarantee, and I get it. She works hard, but uh, when my wife walks my dog, it feels like a little treat, like a yeah. little respite, like from <laughs> having to walk my little rotten, beautiful dog. Well, we seem to figure it out. Like last night, I was out till about eight thirty or nine. I heard, and she was working, so I got home. You know what? I, I walked him. You know, get me out of the house. I'm just home. We, me and him, schmooze. We walked down the block. You know, I didn't mind it. Yeah. And you were—it was the, a real crowd pleaser last night. Yeah, this, uh, you were at the party. Rowing Blazers party last night. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So the women went crazy for Dave. Yeah, yeah, okay. they always do. Yeah. What was good about the Rowing Blazers party? Tell me about that. It was interesting. A lot of nice people. Yeah. You know, a lot of people. You you walk around and go, people dressed like this. <laughs> if you know what I mean. You were walking. I saw you had the Ebbets the Ebbets uh, the Ebbets Field flannel on or the jacket. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, it looks. Uh, These see. are people that are walking like they're like they're on the the yacht team at Yale. They live on the Lower East Side. You know, okay, I don't get, get real like you know. Yeah. And then you look, you look at the prices on some of these, and you realize there's just a lot of rich people in New York, and you know you want to ask them, did you add an extra zero by accident? <laughs> I somehow the ticket is another zero, and then they offer you twenty percent off. Oh, well, that makes sense. Now I'm the other eighty percent. Yeah. yeah, right. How about who's how covering about, that? How about yeah. offer me eighty off, and I'll pay you twenty percent? Did anything catch your eye though? Were you like they got, they got great rugby's? I like the rugby. They got some nice stuff. Yeah, I actually wanted to get a tie. I don't own a tie. Yeah, you don't own a tie. That's I own I like. I own like 50 da- ties. My dad gave me a bag of ties. Or a bag of ties. And I lost it. He gave you a bag of ties. A bag of ties when he retired. Retired. He retired. He retired the ties. He retired the ties. He gave you a bag of ties. I felt actually really embarrassed after he asked you for a tie. No, no, I- no. I just, I no, believe me, I'm the guy who gets asked all of these things. Really? You are not the first man to ask me. Not the first person. Women have asked me for. And I'm like, first of all, I'm honored that you would ask me for a tie. Because when do you see me wearing a tie? I have many ties. But I don't wear them that often, so I'm always glad when people ask me that. Well, I certainly um, wasn't going to ask Dave. I have none. <laughs> you have no ties. Either? I have one tie oh my that gosh. my grandkids got me with a picture of all of them. You know, you can make these ties yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. That's it. Other than that, I love I, nice ties. That's it. When I when I hit a certain age, I don't care whose wedding it is, I'm not wearing a tie. My, 
I don't care what it is. The next tie I wear is with my son. If and when my other, my youngest son gets married. I did not. You walk into my closet no and there's like a, it's almost like a break glass in, if in need of this kind of tie. I've got every kind of tie. I don't know why I've got paisley ties. I've got oh black ties. I just love ties. <laughs> and because uh, the funny thing about ties also is you could buy beautiful vintage ties. Beautiful. Like great material, great brands. Usually for nothing. Like people don't even realize what they're giving away. And you're like, okay, I'll just buy this tie. So I, I have so many ties. Well, you, you, get, you can get them at these ties? Salvation Army stores. Yeah, you could buy, yeah. You could yeah, buy these like, for two bucks. A buck, but, and they're like bucks. $100 ties. Right. Yeah. Um, you so have wearing ties. That's yeah, a nice one ties. you're wearing now. I like it. Thanks. It's, uh, yeah, it's Ebbets Field. Yeah. I like the ties. It's nice. Yeah. You know. That's Ebbets Field? Yeah, this yeah. is, yeah. But yeah, ties are, you know, I, I, I don't wish people wore ties. It's so formal. Like they don't have to. I'm not a formal person by any means. But I just like, yeah, I like to have them. So. I think that's a weird thing about rowing blazers is that, you know, you have, the, I think that's what Aaron was saying to me. He goes, God, there's all these guys here that are, they're dressed really nice, but they're not shaved. They're not shaved. And they, they look, I was like, it's the, these are, these are dirty, dirty guys in nice clothes. See, that's, that's why I like it. Cause it has that, I mean, I'm going to compare it to the wrong comparison, but kind of reminds me of Rodney Dangerfield in, in like back to school or in Caddyshack. Right. Where you're like, you're the dirtbag at the country club. Right. That's right. like my favorite. That's like my peak. You know, right? Obviously, Rodney's a little different, but um, the, the new the new money, you know, sh- schmuck with mannerless schmuck. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I mean, I love that kind of stuff. That's yeah. always been. That's why I like rolling blazers. But I like. Uh, yeah, and it kind of takes the piss out of it. But we were talking about dogs. We we just totally went off. Oh yeah, the rails here, Noah. <laughs> yeah, would want... I ever get a dog? Yeah. Um, would I you would... name it rolling blazers? <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, what what would I name the dog? So you would get a dog. I would get. I would get a dog. I think. I don't know. Oh, JM clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Herschel is. Even though Herschel, Herschel, Herschel Walker losing his election. Yeah. I think we've Herschel is back on the table as a name. Yeah. Because if he would have won the election, it would have been out. But it's back. It's back. Herschel yeah. Bernardi. Yeah. Huh? Herschel Bernardi was yeah. a good actor. It's just a great name. It's like you know Herschel. Yeah, Herschel Krasovsky, Krusty the Clown's uh, father. Rabbi Herschel, you know. Anyways, that's just my. What yeah, I mean, you... old Jewish men names are great for dogs. Yeah, always. always my, my dog is Max Diamond. Yeah, literally, great. his full name is Max Diamond. He has the same Maxine as the other Brian. Uh, no, no. My my Max would try to hump Maxine. Yeah, Brian has Max. a Max too. Max. Yeah, he's got a Maxine. Maxine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, no, she's Max. A diva. Real. Diva. Yeah, Max is Max is literally an old an old an old Jewish man. He's like thirteen. Dog. Yeah, he hates everything. Yeah, except Maxine's ladies. He loves ladies. <laughs> loves ladies. He hates everybody like I do. <laughs> he loves no, but he loves the ladies and he loves to eat, and he loves his his nap. It's like he's a. I like to do. I like to take snowball now. When you know when I drive around, if I'm not home for part of the day and I'm driving around and doing stuff and you know just whatever errands and things, you know I take him with me. He sits in the front seat. Looks out the window. He'll take a nap. Uh, you know, I drive convertible, so when it's nice out, he puts his paws on the door and sticks his head out, and he, you know, people wave at him. He waves. What do you think? What do you think they're thinking when they're looking out the window? They're like, I could piss all over this. <laughs> I could pee on all of this. This whole city. What they're looking yeah. at is they're saying, "I'm a babe magnet." Yeah, that's like true. all dogs are dogs are babe magnets. Yeah. If you're a young guy in college, get a dog. You meet all the girls. I like that. They are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
But I, you know, I have fun. I take him on the beach where I live, and he runs on the beach a little bit. Yeah. But you know, without the leash on, uh, there's a dog run. I actually uh, mentioned I mentioned wanting to get a dog to Leon, and she said absolutely not. She does. How come she doesn't want any? She loves dogs. I just don't think she wants either one of us have to take care of one. I think she realizes that it would be cruel. Hmm. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> whatever. You I know, guess these dogs sit around apartments or whatever. Well, you have dog walkers that come in and out. I, You know, I think I semi-agree that if you're the type that's getting out at 6 in the morning or 7 and coming home at 7 at night, you then know. you shouldn't have yeah. a dog. Then you probably shouldn't have a dog. <laughs> unless you have kids or someone that's there, you know, part of the day. To be with them. I mean, I'm futzing around all day. I'm the perfect guy but, to have a dog. Well, that, well but my, you know? my point is, <laughs> you know? if you're the type of person like yeah. like me and others that are in and out, and you can set a schedule that you more or less you want to, yeah. and you could stick your head in for a half hour, I think it would be different. I, sure. I, I think people That's who bring their little dogs with them everywhere, I, I love that move. Some people will be like, oh, it's so snobby looking, or this. I love that. When you've got a little dog, like under 50, like 15 pounds or under, and they bring it everywhere with everywhere. them, I, like, a, I appreciate that. I have a cousin that does it. Brings yeah. him everywhere. Yeah, I kind of appreciate. It. I would have, uh, if I would have been smart, I would have trained my dog to do that. See, I threatened to do that because there are, if you can get, uh, there are certain doctors yes. that will certify that you need a dog or a, I think any pet in general, yeah, to get you through the day. You know, one of these psychological things that well, you could you could take them anywhere. They can't. Even to your job, yeah. your boss can't say you can't bring your dog. Were there people like bringing like ferrets on yeah. planes and stuff, yeah, saying yeah. they were like I emotional to. support? I ferrets? told my yeah. kids I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to the doctor in the city that's going to certify, and that means I can take him anywhere, anywhere. So uh, you want me to go with your kids to the museum? Snowball's coming. You, you get he's your son's having his bar mitzvah. Snowball's going to be up there. <laughs> yeah, right. Snowball's getting in a leash. Everything and they all they all threaten me if you ever do it if you ever do it you know so, so wait here's a here's a good question and <laughs> so I, we, can have an Aaliyah you know right no and I have a been bark talking, mitzvah this this actually I actually wanted to throw my dog over its bark bark mitzvah <laughs> bark this year and she said if you make no. it to thirteen as a dog you should have one yeah right. every day should be a bark mitzvah right um, would you bring a dog to a movie theater without a doubt why yeah. not okay no because I because no and I have been talking about. Movie theaters a lot lately because like it's the holiday season, you know the Fablemans is out, greatest movie of all time. No, I'm just joking. It's very good. Is it good? I got to see it. I liked it. But I went to I a movie last see. week. What'd you see? The movie with George Clooney and oh yeah, and Julia Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, that looks good. You know, it's a good holiday. It's My good wife stuff. wanted to see it. She's you know they've been advertising it. Yeah. So I said, what the hell? Let's go to a little date night. Did you guys get a? We Did didn't you, have a date night. We went to a you movie. just went to a movie. Okay. <laughs> Did you bring? There was no dessert in the date. Night. Okay. Well, whatever. You know. Did you bring candy in yourself? I did. Yes. Right. What did you bring? I, Tell me what you brought. What's uh, your can, What's your setup? Uh huh. Those of people that know me, like Noah and you, will. I and I could bring a show to you now. Actually, I carry a little bag, you know, like one of these sandwich bags, with a panoply of candies. Yeah, panoply I, of candies. A little bit of everything, yeah. M and M's, uh, red, you know, licorice rolls. Um, out of the package, or Mars bars. Uh, out of the package. You want to show it? No, 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 no. Well, no, I mean, I, I, um, bit of, you always have bitter honeys. Bitter honey. Bitter. Yeah. Oh my gosh, um, I love, love, love bitter honeys. York peppermint patties, bitter honeys, yeah. the red licorice rolls, Mars bars. You know, and um, Milky Way. A couple of those. Uh, what did I put? Oh, I also put in 
the uh, red, you know, um, Swedish, you know, Swedish, uh, Swedish fish. Swedish well, fish. Jason, you should know that next to Dave's bed are barrels of candy. Yeah. Wow. Barrels. Wow. Wow. So I, I bring my own bag. You know, I fill that up, and I that way I could. You know, decide what I want. As I, I mean, want as somebody who has candy with them at all times, yeah, I do. You're just you're just against the idea of bringing buying candy at a movie. I'm against buying candy at movies. The upcharge is ridiculous. I, I it's I read a store and I I don't well let me I don't consider myself cheap. Maybe some people might think I am, and that's fine. Yeah. But at some point, when you go and they want nine dollars for a you know. A popcorn. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, six dollars for a candy. I get some of it. You know, you go to movies, games. You have to expect that they're going to charge more. I don't, but at some point, it's like enough. Yeah. You know, hold your hands up and you know, like this, and so I, I bring my own candy. See, when I go to see when I go to see a movie, like a movie that you know is like a blockbuster. Like if I'm going to go to see some Marvel movie in the theater, which. I usually don't. I just don't want to. I'll wait till it's out and streaming. But you know, something like that, I'll pay for popcorn. I like eating popcorn as an event, as part of the event. It's like, okay, this is nice. Got my soda, my movie theater popcorn, which does taste a little different than regular popcorn because they have that butter that's just chemicals and it's like spillage from a chemical plant. But let me ask you this: mm-hmm. you would never bring. Uh, food to a restaurant, right? But it's not a restaurant. That's well, the thing. These places now are trying to be restaurants. But they've always... Oh, no, okay. That's a different thing. That's right. like Alamo Draft House. And... Would you ever? Would you bring a Chipotle burrito to Alamo Draft House? <laughs> <laughs> if I had a Chipotle burrito yeah. and I brought it to Alamo Draft House, that's on me. So <laughs> that's what I've really... But, s- but, but, but I'm saying like, you know, I, is it right? I mean, not is it right? It's not right, obviously. But you would feel a lot less bad about doing that. It's less of a social faux pas to do that than it is to bring a Chipotle burrito to... Uh... I think they'd kick you out, probably. I mean, they, they're they pretty, like... If you look at your phone, like, yeah. twice, they'll kick you out. So I think they could probably <laughs> kick you out for that. Right. So I think, you know, if you want to bring a Chipotle burrito <laughs> into a Alamo Draft House or a Nighthawk, you'd be my guess. So, no, I wouldn't. Because I don't want to get kicked out. Do I think it's, you know. But that's the only reason why you wouldn't do it. Well, because getting kicked, you don't think it's wrong. No, I don't think it's wrong. I'm Did paying you... to watch the movie, I'm not paying to eat there. Okay, so it's like, it's like, it's the equivalent of going to a comedy club where you're paying the cover already, you're paying for the entertainment, but you're bringing your own food to the comedy club. Well, sometimes you have to eat your own, you have to pay for the food and drink at a comedy club too. Yeah, that's what I thought. They have a cover. Yeah, they have the cover. I think they give right. you one drink, I mean, or something. Yeah. Usually one or two, you know, with the part of the cover. Yeah. Am I right? Something like I think, that. Yeah, it depends. I think it's like, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I'm so, not going to I'm not gonna bring it. I've know. had pizza delivered to bars. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Well, but that's, why is that any different? It's food from the outside. Well, sometimes you go to a bar and they'll actually give you the menus because like, no, we don't have food. You know, go ahead. If they don't have food. But, yeah. but why is it if I'm in a bar... And I order a pizza, he's bringing it. Okay, well, go and take it, bring it back. Why is that any different than bringing a burrito from my home? Right. It's still outside food. It's outside food. Well, you, you know, know what? We just went. I mean, I, it's outside food. <laughs> we just went and saw Glass Onion at Nighthawk. Shout out to a uh, friend of the, uh, the the pod, Noah Sagan, our, our boy. He was, he's in it. Uh, and so, we went and saw. Future it, guest. Future guest. Uh, we went and saw it at 
Nighthawk and Emily was like, don't order anything. We're having dinner after. I don't want you to spoil your appetite. I'm like, not even popcorn. This is a popcorn movie to me. I would have liked to have eaten some popcorn and watched Glass Onion because it's a, a mystery. It's fun. It's no popcorn. I felt very weird. I did feel a little like judged because I didn't order anything at Nighthawk. Even though I don't think anyone was judging me, but everyone else was eating or drinking. How or, is Glass Onion? Great. It's really Fantastic. good. Fantastic. I loved it. I mean, there were people who were like, I didn't like the first one. I'm like, well, you won't like this one then. I like it. I like that kind of stuff. I love a closed circle of suspects, Agatha Christie, Clue, those kinds of things. It's great. I got to see it. Sagan told me he's wearing the OJM sunglasses in it. Oh, is it? I didn't even notice that. I know. I got to see it. Uh my wife know. did bring her own popcorn when we went to the movie. I really? Noticed. Yeah. That's a flex. Really? I know, surprisingly, own... wow. yeah. That's a flex. She, she wow. did, I know, surprisingly, she did, you know, one of the, you know, the microwave ones you're sticking in, and she brought the bag, you know, two of them uh, after they were done Jeez. to the movie. Wow. I mean, even she was, you know, like, Flex. Respect <laughs> And that. she warned me about how much the movie was going to be beforehand. But do you think it's disgusting that people eat entire, you know, full meal? You have to smell someone's disgusting? No, enchilada next to you while you're trying to watch a movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, enchilada. No? It's pretty, it's pretty, res- the food at these places is pretty tame. So I'm not really, like, the scent, I'm not really. It's not hot food? I mean, it's hot food. You have, like, nachos and, no, at the movies? Yeah, like these, wow. like, Alamo Draft Yeah, nachos, yeah. they have nachos, but I don't, I don't think, think it's that. I don't think it's that. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's that. It's not that invasive. Somebody's not sitting I mean. down and having like a three-course meal. It's not offensive. <laughs> yeah, to I don't think so either. You know, right. it's not like, you know, they're no, they're not eating like, you know. I would tell you that when we, when I was a kid, uh, some of the neighbors, kids, when we went, you know, every, in those years, you know, you lived, everybody went to a movie, 10 kids on the block, you know, you all went the same. Some of the neighbors would give their kids sandwiches to go to the movies. Yes, I've seen that, movie. yeah. Right. <laughs> I remember great. that. It's still a thing. And, yeah, I don't know. But we, me and my my sister and brother were embarrassed. We would just like, and we were embarrassed. We would never do it. So my, you know, my father would give us a quarter for the yeah, popcorn. Yeah. And then when we came home, at the end, we would joke at the ones, oh, their mother had to give them tuna sandwiches. And oh, see, that. a tuna sandwich in a movie theater, that's also like, that's like a tuna sandwich... On a train, it's like cracking the thing of sardines when yeah, you, you know, like tuna sandwiches, burritos, like very strong smelling foods. I'm not going to eat those around people. Like I, I grew up eating that stuff. But if you're people. kosher, right. you, you know, if you're right, kosher, right, right, right. What do you eat? Tuna? No, but I, when I was right. a kid, they'd give me like liverwurst sandwiches, and I'd be like, "Am I eating this in front of kids? Like, what are you kidding?" My nana <laughs> once gave me. This is no. This is going to sound so bad. She once gave me some gefilte fish in my lunchbox because it was Passover, and it was. Like, she packed my she packed yeah. my lunch, and I'm like, "Are you so embarrassing? Me? This is the worst thing that's ever happened yeah, to me." So so I just deep dumped it. Like that is that was the most stereotypical, <laughs> horrid thing that's ever happened. Just give you a jar. Yeah, the whole <laughs> yeah. just dumping it out in front of all the kids, sitting there for 20 minutes waiting for it to the jelly to yeah. slowly descend. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I just. I was joking with one of my kids. Well, one of my cousins just died last week. Oh, older than me. She was about Sorry. 90, you know, whatever. Yeah. She's about you know, 20 years old. Tragedy. So she just died, and she lived with us for a while. She, you know, she lived with us when I was a kid. I was in elementary. And so she was about 25, you know, whatever. And one day, she made macaroni and cheese for us. Oh. Only she had no clue, and it was like soup. Oh. She put too much milk in it, and me and my sister, so I was 
probably five. My sister was eight, you know. Yeah. She was 25, you know. She, me, me and my, we looked at it. She made this macaroni and cheese craft at the time. And me and my sister just looked at it, and we looked at each other, and we go... We didn't want to, like, insult her, no. but it was like soup. <laughs> Couldn't eat it. Can I... So we just said, let's get something else. And I, I was joking about it with this woman's children. And we still, and this is 65 years ago, and I still no, remember no. this. Let me tell you something. <laughs> there is nothing worse than soupy. You get something that's soupy, and it's not supposed to be soupy. Soup right. is fantastic. Soup is the mountain I will climb anytime it's in front of me. I'm like, yes. The mountain of soup, which doesn't make any sense in in theory, uh, disgusting. It's but just... yeah, see, you know that place, Artichoke Pizza. Yeah. Years ago, when it first opened, they there were lines out the door for it. You know these places, Artichoke Pizza. No. You've probably passed them. They're in the city. They're everywhere now. There were lines out the door. People were like, this is the best new pizza. And I remember I waited online at the one near the L train. I'm like first and. First and 14th, I don't know. And I get the pizza, and it's artichoke. That's their thing. It's like artichoke pizza. I was like, did you dump a can of Campbell's soup on top of pizza dough? Because that's what this is. And I've said that, and I've held on to that now 15, 16 years. It's a long memory. It's a long memory. I still walk past it. Long memory. I still walk past those places, and I go, soupy pizza yeah right how dare you that's one thing it definitely should not be soupy (laughs) nothing should be soup should be soup nothing else should be soupy i mean you know i was in a a pizza place once you know i don't know whatever it was i was i was in a pizza place once so they give you a pizza you know and and the proprietor Mm -hmm. came over and i just wanted to make conversation i think and he says something like how do you like it do you like my pizza you know, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't mean any harm. And I said, I looked and I said, it's pizza. So he says, well, you know, it's a little different. I said, it's pizza. There's a limit to how good it could be. <laughs> That's it. It's pizza. It could be only so good. Right. It's not a blowjob. Right. You know, and, and he kind of gave me a dirty look and you know, like shook his head and walked away. I, you know, what do you think? It's not going to be Chateaubriand. It's pizza. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's like if if I go to a Little Caesars and somebody goes, "How do you like the pizza?" I'm like, "It's a Little Caesars pizza, man." I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. What do you expect? There are some pizza places where I know I see they do the art and they're, they're right. the art of the pizza, and I'm like, "Oh God, moi, you're right. a genius." Oh. It's still pizza. And they want to hear that, and I'm like, right. "Okay, I know." It's like, yeah, okay. And there are some pizza guys, there are some pizza makers who I'm like, "You are a craftsman. I appreciate what you do." You work it, you do it, like, you go to Luigi's in Park Slope, one of my favorite pizza places in the universe. The man, he's like a second or third generation pizza maker, his dad's from Italy. You know, he takes it very seriously. It's like, you know, and he's not going to be like, is this the best pizza you've ever had? He (laughs) won't say that to you. Right. But he, he wants you to like his pizza. And you say, hey, that's a great slice. Simple competence is really underrated. Simple, But also just like a quiet. Just knowing you're going to go in there. You're going to have a good slice of pizza. But yeah. Allen said 90% of life is just showing up. Right. Yeah. That's why I mean, that's what this whole podcast is showing <laughs> yeah. up. We're here. Showing up. I got We're nothing here, to say, but I'm here. We're here, baby. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Uh, you know, we've uh, we've uh, talked about, we've really done a lot in this short period of time. And uh, guys, I'm excited to talk to you next week. The big Hanukkah episode. We're going to light some stuff on fire. 
for Jason. Dustin we're gonna Blades. light the world on fire. My we're gonna friend. light the world on fire, baby. Come on, baby, light my fire. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. This is uh, big talk. We'll talk to you a little later. See ya.